Hey, what up, y'all? This is another episode of Dope Dealers TV Radio. I'm Cleo Bandashian. And I'm Lena Created. You know, we always got hot topics to talk to you about. So we're not going to talk your head off about cryptocurrency. I know you need a break. We can only take in but so, so much information. We love you hoes anyway. Okay, so we got juicy, juicy topics for you today. So we're going to talk about the verses with Omarion and Mario B2KJ book. I'm not going to ruin it for you or spoil it for you. So let's jump right in it because we know you hoes got to get back to whatever it is you do with your life when you're not with us. <laughs> so first, we're going to go over the, the verses of Mario versus Mario. Okay, yes. so uh, here we go with a little clip, eight minutes and 40 seconds. These are the right. highlights of the show. If you missed it, it was about four hours long. They was able to whittle it down to eight minutes and 40 seconds. So we're going to get all the little bright spots of the show and get a gist of what happened. So let's go. I'll keep you moving your body. I'll be the DJ that turns this party Talented, which we know you can sing. You have to practice sometimes. Yo, Ray J, my boy. I ain't gonna lie. I'm gonna say what we all been thinking. Because if I had one wish, you would stop singing. Bro. <laughs> Your voice just now. If I had one, you right. I don't know if they're ready. Yet. Niggas in the back practicing. <laughs> Yeah. I'm hitting with the in the back listening to oh, the they thought their comedian fell on stage. Yes, I love these. I think this is when I woke up if and realized it was on. Oh, this is so crazy. Somewhere the time don't get you They don't do they practice? Get your motherfucker. Oh, this show was funny. And we don't know this shit. <laughs> oh my Bobby V and Sammy going at it. Hey, 
I was told only horns listens to that song when I kept playing it at home. If you missed the Burgess battle, it went a little like this. They they get money and they enjoy food. Can you guys do that? <laughs> and he just left. Ooh. That's embarrassing. Thank you. I love you, brother. Thank you. It could get ugly, but it's not my verses. I love y'all. Big money. <laughs> it's not my verses. <laughs> Let me leave it like. You write about one thing, Tink. This is not your verses. Hey, but look, I'm, I'm gonna be honest. This shit gonna go down in history, so I'm glad you came to help my boy out. You feel me? He really needed that, and I'm to make some noise because oh, he really he brought out, he helped, he had us a few people that kind of helped him a little bit, but. I ain't gonna lie, I'm getting cooked. <laughs> <laughs> he chose like David too. <laughs> this show is like. You better eat that whole fruit, don't waste it. He got, look. Bite it. Yeah, I'm saying. What's she saying? And put that up on my chest. Y'all, I'm so annoyed. I'm so annoyed. If you're my age range, my age group, I know you were looking forward to tonight's versus Omarion versus Mario. But did you see what they gave us? <laughs> first of all, they played us in the beginning, like the first couple hours. Like, they're never considerate about us on the East Coast. Like, why would they do the verses so late? Like, they stall so long. They had Ray J and Sammy and Bobby V and Pleasure P. California is like, like a selfish bitch. She just doesn't want to like, mingle with everyone else. Mess. They acting like they were rappers beefing. Like, what is, what was that? And then when they, finally come out when Omarion and Mario finally come out that's what they give us Omarion's vocals elsewhere I don't know where his vocals was at <laughs> that 
Mario sounded good. I'll give it to Mario. But yeah. I was rooting for Omarion. So I'm really disappointed here. Like, that watermelon is not going to save you, bro. Eat it. Bite it. Yes, Omarion. Gave it to someone. Who's gonna eat that? I'm throwing that shit out. That was an eight-hour shift. I, I definitely don't want to eat after you. Did Ray J use all of his wishes? They should have asked for more than one wish. My wish would have been that he was on key. Hey, ain't nothing you can say to me. I love Ray J. I've been a fan since Steel. Google it. Starred him and Shaquille O'Neal. He was more off-key than a broken piano. More off-key than a former fan of Alicia. They're not gonna get that. Why did you do that joke? More off key than the TV drug deal. Was it just me or was Omarion flat? Cause he was flatter than a Pepsi that's been out all night. Flatter than vegan pancakes. Or can he not sing? I know he can dance. That boy can dance. He was flatter than a basic butt before implants. Where was B2K? This was no time to have pride. Skip him. <laughs> he got so joke after joke. Calling yourself. And he still did. I've been through enough. If anybody deserves. The be more Mario thing he said. I was where was the great thing? I'm just saying. That watermelon thing was so gross. I was like, ew. It was just cringy. It was. And then he looked up at us while he was chewing. The thing is, is that it works on social media, and it and the thing is, is that it's not even your thing. It's your brother's thing. Orion does that, and it's sexy when Orion does it. When you do it, it's kind of cringe. I don't know for for I don't know why. But it's just not, yeah. His brother's name is Orion. Orion, yeah. Orion, hmm. you know who you know who Orion is. Orion is um Janelle Monet, Jan not Janelle Monet, um Janae Aiko's baby father. Oh. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Let me look. Orion. Yeah, I don't know how to look for it. I give up. But um, yeah, I don't know who that is. Yeah. So what does he do? Lick the watermelon and stuff? It's just kind of like just more hotter. He's just like more of a real sensitive guy. Like he's he's like something like a three, but not that, not so feminine. Like he's still masculine, but he's just much more sensitive. He's like earthy type of person. Omarion just seems like he's kind of putting on, unfortunately. All right, let me look for his video. Cause I can't imagine anyone eating watermelon. Oh Ryan, oh Ryan, just put on oh Ryan. It's just O with Ryan, the name Ryan. Oh R Y A N. Yeah. Oh, okay, eating watermelon. That's the first thing up here. Just put fruit. Oh, because he eats all kinds of fruit. I think I don't think that's the only thing he eats. His brother's a pretty yeah. bitch. Like he's literally pretty. Who, oh, Marion? His brother. Oh, Ryan, like he's pretty. Yeah, I can't see it. Yeah, I gotta, I'm gonna have to take off my background. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't do we, that. <laughs> no. Oh my God, that's like. Mm -mm. I know how he looks though. He's cute. I'm trying to find. I always I liked him because he was always down to earth. Like when you would see like him and Kyla Pratt, all of them would always be on social media. They was on my MySpace. They were on another thing that was, they came before MySpace. Yeah. And they were just like on it, like regular, like regular people. You would see them.
I don't like how you use the word. I just don't want to see that. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I think anything oh. sexual adjacent just weirds you out. I just uh, that's how I think. No, I just have my preferences. It's just to me, that's like, because I don't equate that with it. Just to me, I just see you eating fruit. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, yeah. It's not that it's gross to me. Like, I'm just saying, eh. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> Let me see. B2K. So, B2K had some few choice words for Omarion when he lost the battle and they went back and forth they went back and forth back and forth back and forth see how long this is um this is your guy here um let's see if they got b2k b2k and jboog I never really got into B2K. Even when they were out, I wasn't really aware of them. I love them. You know what I didn't get into? When um, Bow Wow and Romeo were going back and forth and people were like picking sides. I didn't know. I didn't like neither of them. Only time I, I didn't liked, know about none of this. You know, when I, <laughs> I was Bow out of the loop. Bow Wow, when Bow Wow came on scene, I think in like 2006, and he was like, let's get really, really nice. I was like, I don't remember probably because I wasn't watching TV and on the radio like that. I heard of B2K, but I really didn't know who they were. You didn't used to watch like 106 and Park and stuff? Mm mm. So, yeah, you would have missed everything. Yeah, I missed everything. Nice to meet you, Ma. You're really, really feeling your style. What happened? Let's get down. Poor Bow Wow. Listen, okay. Bow Wow fell off because he just became male-centric. He always wanted to appeal to men, and men are not your, your demographic. You're supposed yeah. to be trying to be nice to women. You just act like an ass all the time, like you're trying to make men you're that, you're that guy. He is. Who That's the what he does. Who cares about other guys? Like, why do you care about what other guys think? That's really. Like... He wants their approval. No. Oh well, you see how he treats girls in real life. Someone like someone I know who wasn't that nice to women. Yeah, but that makes you <laughs> What's look daddy? really gay. Makes you look real. Oh my. Okay. Juicy fruit. Here we go. Let's see. Okay, here. So Omarion Omarion basically called, I think he's she's probably gonna say in this video, but basically he said that they were his background singers, which is why he didn't need them. I kind of seen it that way because you just kept hearing Omarion's voice. But every every group they always know when they have somebody who's like yeah, but it's not man. that simple. It's not that simple. You're going to see. But I had to hop on here and talk to you guys about this whole versus situation. This past versus Omarion versus Mario was a mess. It was a mess. And after the verses <laughs> and during the verses, Omarion was kind of saying that he didn't need the group B2K. Mario was saying that Omarion brought everybody but the guys he needed, which was B2K. And Omarion kind of sounded like he didn't need B2K. And he actually made a post and called them his backup dancers. 
So now Jay Boog, Jay Boog is responding to Omarion calling him a backup dancer. But first, let's get into exactly what Omarion said, and then we'll get into all the tea, because it's a lot of tea that Jay Boog spilled. All right, so Omari, I made this post on Instagram and he said, peace family. I had a photo shoot this morning for my Hello Beautiful magazine cover. So forgive me for being late to the party. I wanna take a moment to thank everyone for tuning into Verses last night. Thank you, Swiss Beats and Timbaland for being trendsetters and providing this incredible platform for artists. I had a great time. <laughs> it ain't look like it. <laughs> he said, streams going up by the way. Shout out to at Mario R&B for the win. Looking forward to our next performance on July 29th at the MGM Grand Harbor in DC, where you will open up for me per usual. And yes, there will be a sound check that date. And this time we won't use your front of the house sound man. <laughs> he said, I love all the jokes and opinions. Y'all are hilarious. Enjoying the creativity. If you're lucky enough to be in this business for 22 years, you understand that at some point you will experience malfunctions. It comes with being an artist and making yourself vulnerable to the world. But to my three background dancers, I'm not surprised because this is how y'all always been, even while in the group, praying for my downfall. Well, keep praying because I'm overbooked and busy. Meanwhile, y'all got to get a job other than hating on O. I heard UPS is hiring. And so in the tea that you're about to get, that is what Jay Boog is responding to when he called them his backup answers. Jay Boog just made a post on Instagram not that long ago. And he said in the caption, he said, I'll just leave this here. The lies and BS stops here. No post will be made after this. Just a little truth for those who want to know the real at Omarion. And in it, this is like, a whole story that he wrote, but he said, it's sad when you see ones you grew up with, but also you grew up, turn out the way they do. The wise lead the future wizards. I'll be that, the wise one. You shouldn't this have is, been in a rush to get class. Now you're a fifth year senior playing ball with a GPA of 2.3, barely passing. Yikes. If this don't work, LOL. Remember the kids you clown for not having the fashion, but at the award ceremony in school, they were the ones winning principal's honor roll. Yeah, you were cool then, but they were focused. That's probably going to be your boss in the future. It probably sucks to be a slave to something you gave your life to, but never mastered. Now you stuck in this with no options. To be on top, and now your view is from the bottom looking up. So he's given kind of like an analogy to start with. And he said, you're on the bottom looking up, admiring your spot you once held, not able to conquer it ever again. Time spent in a selfish mindset, not valuing the gems right next to you. Learning from nothing, earning no knowledge from the geniuses amongst you. At night, I know you wonder to yourself, what am I doing wrong? To not accept the blessing that was put into your life, a life that me and you know you were living, you're ungrateful. Fame is a hell of a drug. I know when we were together as a group, you wanted to be the most famous, AKA the most favorite, but that wasn't the case. Fizz and Boog were the favorites and you couldn't understand that because you sung all the leads by old school group design. But the guy who only talked on the track and in interviews, me, and the other guy who rapped on our singles, Fizz, were getting more love than you. That's not my fault. But I never was mad that I could sing on your level, but never got a chance. 
I was just a young boy from Compton, happy to be a part of the group and out of my situation. I was always more of a talent than how I was used, but yet I'm still grateful. I was a part of a machine. You give off the oppression as if you've done me a favor. Shall I take you back to when, because of your vocal, we visited every record label in the business and was turned down twice. You were singing in the background for a minute when Max Goose brought in another lead singer to try and make the record sound better to help him try and get us the deal. So there was going to be a whole different lead singer in B2K because they weren't getting deals with Omarion singing lead. So keep that in mind when you hear the tea that he's about to spill. And he says, when that happened, who stood for you? We did. And we went to management and said, we rolling with, oh, we not bringing nobody else in. And we stood by your side when we were told if we didn't get a deal on our next meeting, we were getting dropped. Now let's think about those odds per the history of our other meetings. This thing we call B2K was never the Omarion show. <laughs> it was more like a circus and each guy brought a special attraction and collectively it was fun to watch. Watching you only lets me know that you were not really paying attention to what was making you Omarion because without us around, it's clear you can't tap back into him. You look lost, almost like you're looking for us to feed off of. He said, you were never a solo artist. You are a fame hog and that got the best of you. The fact that everyone wasn't screaming Omarion drove you crazy because you were giving it all you had. LMAO. Standing next to us was really hard for you. So you took your <laughs> opportunity to leave and only be seen by yourself. So if anybody showed up, even if it was five people, they were there to see you. To be a part of a brand that is bigger than you, it's hard for you to accept. But one who tears down his own work is a poisoned individual. To call me a background dancer is funny. Shall we discuss the truth? So this is the T. This is why Omarion didn't sound like the record at the verses last night. He said, I was there and you were not in the booth for a lot of the vocals that were put on those songs. From your lead vocal not fully being you, listen to that first album. You'll hear Steve wrestle in and out of those leads and the hooks, the first album, until I took over on the second album. So basically he's naming the other person just like Ashanti, sung for J-Lo, he's saying that Steve Russell sung for Omarion, like it's a mix of both of their voices on the album. And he said, me landing a lead on our second single, F With You, because our first number one single, Bump, 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 I sang the hook on it, and it brought attention to the label that the group was able to evolve. And Troy Taylor made the call and put me on the first verse of Girlfriend after I had already sung that hook earlier that day. It was written all over your face because me and Fizz talked about it that day at the session. I was already more loved in the group by the fans and now I had a lead. You knew it was a rap for you. It didn't help that Fizz was most popular and the label had already gave him a solo deal before you ever had a conversation with them about one. Tell the truth when you try and lie to the people because of the lack of their knowledge on this situation. 
Shall we talk about why you broke up the group originally? This is more to you guys. He says, you were looking for a way out before anything ever happened. And because a chick you like that didn't like you got smashed, you went and did the ultimate snake stuff. You took a bonding conversation amongst us boys that normally brought us closer and took the information and ratted us out. So I guess they had a conversation about the girl. Leave it in the comments if you want me to do a video about the girl that broke them up. But it sounds like they had a conversation about her where they were sharing secrets. And then Omarion took that conversation and ratted them out. It sounds like that's what he's saying. He said, we always thought those conversations were confidential just between us. But you knew what you were doing. We had rules. No messing around on the road with a bunch of girls. We confided in you the mistakes we made. And you went home and told on us, getting us kicked out the house and breaking the group up. And this is, I believe, when he says kicked out the house, I believe is when they lived in a house together, from my understanding. And he says Omarion got them kicked out the house and broke the group up over a chick. He said, you knew that business was already shaky because of us wanting to renegotiate our deal. So you took that opportunity to throw us off the ship and take the boat. Got your mama a house and your brother a deal to turn you back on your boys. Same thing you did with the tour. You was broke in 2018 and made your debt from taking loans. I got the recording of you begging me, literally begging me to sign my contract for the tour because I wasn't going. The money was not worth it. And he said, quote, come on, Boogie, just do it. Let's do it for our kids. Let's just get this money. And he said, yeah, that was you. And soon as the fire was back lit, you threw us off the ship and took off with the boat again. Funny thing is, every time you took off with the boat, you got jacked for it. Chris Brown took your career and Bow Wow just took your tour. <laughs> SMFH. That's what happens when you try and use people as a launch pad. It's levels to this O, and I'm here to break it down for you. So all this stuff that happened to you probably makes sense to the world now on why it happened. You throw stones and hide your hands. I saw your wax show in the Millennium Tour too, kicking down our chairs. You didn't do that that night. We was on stage with you in LA though. LOL, y'all slick comment on TV. He kicked their chairs down? I am B2K. And the verses claiming them is all your vocal on the B2K records. And he said, you lame for all this, fam. Don't run from your legacy. What we did in such a short time is still a major topic. B2K will forever be your origin. And from the looks of it, the peak for your career. Omarion is a brand. I give you that. But it's not bigger. All right. Well, I'll say this much. I know in the um, industry, behind the scenes, people will strongly strongly suggest for you to do things, things that are like out of your character and things that seem a little, you know, messed up. Like, we're gonna need you to get rid of these dudes or it just got to a point where I think what happens in like a competition or a survival when somebody wants um, have it all and then you're surrounded by people that have it all and you see the fame, you get a taste of it. And it's like, oh, I want more. I don't need y'all anyway, you know what I mean? You don't yeah. really need to be here. And we already know what it is. You don't know your backup dancers, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you sing good, but right now, I guess Omarion saw was like, I am the front man. It's my opportunity, like I have to take it. Cause if they be like, we're not gonna sign you, that means I gotta start from scratch. And if I don't, you know, 
push myself up. We might just disappear into the background. I'm not having that. I gotta do what I gotta do. So sorry. Yeah. You know I what think, I mean? I think that um the guy there, what's his name? That guy, the manager. Chris Stokes. Chris Stokes. Can we talk about that too? Yeah, well, they call him about Chris it. Strokes. Yeah, they call him Chris Strokes. Yeah, no, <laughs> the crazy part is, is that, you know, obviously Rasby came forward with those um, information and actually like a confession, audio confession of this guy saying, oh, he doesn't do that anymore. You know what I mean? So it's like anymore. all was out there been for, for about 10 years and nothing is happening to this guy. You know what I mean? Um, Nothing's so, going to happen to him. They yeah. all do it. And you see that guy, um, uh, Jay Book, the one that wrote that long ass letter to Marion. He, yeah. um, he, he basically is still cool with um Marcus Houston because that's his cousin. That's his actual cousin. Marcus Houston is Jay Book's real cousin, and um, and so and then Marcus Houston is mad tight with um with Chris Stokes. They're mad close, so he's still rubbing up with them or whatever. And, you know, I mean, so you can kind of really talk about traitors, you know what I mean? And you, st and you know that this guy molested and raped your bandmate and you still, like, cool with him and stuff like that, whatever. And, um, yeah, so I just feel like, I just feel like, you know, Jay Book got a lot to, he he's not, he's not, hasn't been solid himself. None of them have been solid. They're all very shaky individuals. They got a shaky past. They didn't stand up for for Rasby, you know what I mean? They let him be taken advantage of because apparently it's all, it was happening to all of them except for Omarion, but we don't know, you know, no people have said stuff happened to Omarion, but Omarion denies it and everyone else did say it like that, they, that you know, can't hear you, you're muted. Oh, right, I'm sorry. No, I was saying, of course, Omarion's not going to say anything, you know what yeah. I mean? If even if he is, suck a little of this, take a little of that. I'm gonna be on top. They said no worries. I'm be on top. Yeah, I don't know. It's a, <laughs> it's a crazy thing. It's a crazy thing. And you know, it kind of put a little bit of perspective on it. Um, but end of the day, y'all looks like Fizz Lil Fizz is always stealing girls from Omarion, you know what I mean? It's treating him funny doing fucked up shit and then he keeps taking him back like he's you know let us keeps back going back friends with him even though he's kind of a snake you know you know that omarion's baby mother is with um that guy from the best man oh, I forgot the bald guy the bald chestnut guy. or something not morris chestnut the the one that i don't find him attractive at all i don't know why oh the one who always plays the villain no, the one that plays like he was in Kinky Boots. He was in um yeah, he he does a little bit of he seems like he had a white wife and he was getting a lot of grief for it. Hmm. I forgot his name. I really forgot his name because he's just not my favorite. I just am not a big fan. But she's with him now, you know, and they're just busy yeah. being corny together. It's awesome. Having a ball at it. Having a ball. Yeah. But anyway, that was uh, the verses, and then we saw what how the response was because Omarion um, got spanked by Mario, and then B2K, all the members of B2K tweeted out that he got served, and then he responded um, basically saying, 
oh, well, you know, I had a great time. Thanks for giving me this opportunity versus, and, you know, shout out to my backup singers. And that's what got Jay Boog's backup. And that's why he said that long, 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 long read. <laughs> yeah, that was years worth of writing. That was a lot Reports. of writing. That guy took a break, took a nap and came back and continued to write in his notes app and then copied and pasted it into his <laughs> to his uh call into his uh caption because that's how tight he was he was very very bad <laughs> but i think i feel like there's some truth to it you know what i mean like obviously omarion you didn't really do it all on your own with your vocals you got a little bit of a voice like any of us but you ain't got that beat that that voice that voice voice that we thought you had it's not quite there unfortunately but i still love you baby it's still sexy. It's still sexy, bro. But um, yeah, that's all I think of it. Just a big mess. It's just a big gay mess, darling. Yes. And um, that's a big gay mess. Or not just a big gay mess. It's a molestation mess. Yes. It's a predatory mess. Yes. It's a roof. It's an ego mess. It's a narcissist mess. Yes. It's a backstabbing mess. Yes. It's just drama, 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 drama. I think it needs a movie, but it needs some. If they would have um, portrayed a movie, I want to hear from um, Rasby. That's the one that was. Um, yeah, Rasby. Yeah, I just think of Raspberry. That's how I remember his name. Rasby yeah. is his actual cousin. You was running up in your own cousin? And, and Quinton Tarver is the name of the guy, the guy that was everybody singing, everybody's singing. The guy from um, uh, Romeo and Juliet, he was singing that song. He, he ended up with vitiligo on his face like this. And he uh, was still trying to sing and all that. The guy was coming out with the information. He was teaming up with Rasby and all of a sudden he got in a car accident. And dead. Hold on. So the guy just now who you said sung and was trying to sing, he was he a molester? He was molested. Oh, by, okay. Because I laughed because I was like, we said the bit of life came. I'm like, the universe trying to do something. Yeah, but I think that's stressing, you know, trauma. Oh my god. Like voodoo or fucking something. Are uh, those people doing magic? Sure. Yeah, I bet. I told you what happened with, um, I'm going to say it on here. I told you what happened with James, right? And he went over to the studio. This is while we were um, in cahoots. So when he came, he came home from the studio, he told me about the weirdness, like how his voice just changed. Like when some, it was just, it's just real stuff. And I seen it myself. Like you gotta be careful. That's why I don't leave my hair around. You know what I mean? I don't, when I spit or something, I'm careful where I spit. You gotta be careful. These people doing magic, what makes you think they're not? That's why in Disney and stuff, they make you think magic's a joke. If you pay attention to that show, um, Once Upon a Time, you know, it's yeah. a town full of people that don't know they're magical, don't know yeah. who they were, mm -hmm. kings and queens and princesses. And it's the real, it's the real story. Yeah. You don't know what's going on. That's the, the people story that keep America, the secret are the ones using the magic. That's the story of America, I believe. That's why everybody's just blank. And calling themselves black because they don't yeah. have any clue. It's like this, all the memories have gone. And so you don't know who the hell you are. You just think you're regular. Right. Yeah. It's probably the same in Jamaica. Yeah. Probably the same over in the UK. You know, they the, the people over there don't know that's yeah. that's all theirs. They just yeah. think they're African descent all over there. Some are, 
you know, whatever. Somewhere, but yeah, because the thing is, is that we did a lot of traveling. There's a whole lot of travel, a lot of aviation, you mm -hmm. know, not aviation, like um, traveling, not aviation. Aviation is um, flying, but you know, you know what I'm saying? Like a lot of traveling all around the world way before. Probably was doing that too. Hell yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, who knows? Because there was a lot of technology. There's a lot of like um, empires and stuff we don't know shit about. Yeah. So, you know, and then your enemy comes in looking opposite of you, mm -hmm. you know, long, straight hair, brighter skin, you know, that attracted, that attracted a lot of the men. So that messed up a lot of stuff. You know what I mean? That messed up a lot of stuff. They came in with, um, you know, the tricks to the trades or whatever, because they weren't going back to how things were. So it was like, just take on over, take everything. Blah blah blah. These people it was a, know it was no a, better. And the thing is that it's just a slow process, just like hip hop. You see how hip hop slowly got like now it's a white man's dominion. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't. I don't think it belonged to black people very long. If you be on, if I'm honest, by the eighties, it was already out of their hands. No, no, no. Uh, it's Eminem is the one who got it out of there. Uh, what about Vanilla Ice said? What about Vanilla those Jewish? Ice didn't, he was still, you know, he still considered popish. He wasn't like a hip hop artist. Never considered okay. hip hop. He was always like still a pop and doing the jumping. And okay, it was just that song. Yeah, it was just like. Because I'm thinking behind the scenes. I'm thinking of the people cutting the checks. The people get to, yeah. to say what records go. Oh, but because that's what I'm saying. That the record companies. Oh, because the thing is that we don't build our own infrastructure. We always go and and, and grab go wait until. Sometimes we do build our own infrastructure, but we don't. You see, like you got a small record company. I got a small record company. There's this big record company that wants to buy me. Instead of us combining, we'll let ourselves get sold. Yeah, or just get sucked up or, into or the vacuum and lost. Either that or you'll sell and I'll fight for my thing. But because I'm so small and you've added onto them, you're giving them all the ideas, you're telling them how the black community works, they swallow and, and, and you're happy because you think you're on a board of directors and you know you, you get in a check and your family's going to be good, but our, our whole infrastructure is over with. There's no infrastructure. The, the whole thing is that you, 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 you're not going to get to a certain point you're going to get to a certain point and you have to combine you have to like become larger otherwise you're going to get eaten up by a bigger entity that's what we don't understand you can't stay small and be these individual entities and still be these big conglomerates it just doesn't function like that you know what I mean? because they're not going to just let you be they're always going to want to take up your market share so yeah well, they say strength in numbers, but I say the big monsters eating y'all up. You know, you're like when it comes to numbers, you're like the Skittles in in a bag getting eaten by a person. <laughs> Soon to get shitted out, but was quite delicious while it lasted. Num num num. Mm -hmm. yeah. so what's Very... next on the list there, Kiki? Uh, let's see what we got, kiddo. We did the versus Amarion. Uh, we got into B2K. Now we talk about Rasby shuts up after the other members are murdered yeah th that guy quindon tarver <laughs> quindon tarver quindon tarver got killed last year like late last year in a car accident out of nowhere you know what i mean because he was talking and talking about the situation and all that and he was he was teaming up with raz b 
they just got rid of him. And then mm-hmm. Rasby hasn't said a word since. He didn't even say, like, because I was his homeboy. He didn't even say, oh, I'm so sorry to hear this. Or oh, no, no, no. He was that like, was a warning. Yes, that was a warning. That really See, was. and Rasby can't say anything because I'm going to tell you how the public works and how social media works. It's your fault he's dead. All you had to do was take that dick and shut up just like the rest of everyone else in the industry. And it's like, mm-mm. That's like when somebody, the CIA comes to your family and they kill your brother because both of y'all been hacking and stuff. You're not going to go and, you know, oh, I'm sorry he died. You're going to keep your mouth shut because now people are going to want reasons. They're going to start asking you questions. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. It was more like turn around, go to Costa Rica, have fun with your wife. This never happened. Don't even feel sorry. Don't say anything. These people are going to ask you questions. Just go and be angry in silence or else you're next. Because that's why we did it. We like you, Raspy. We really do. Yeah. But we need you to shut up. Oh, you won't shut up? Okay. Knock this nigga off. Yeah. You get it now? We're not playing. (laughs) That's part of the fear. Because somebody will say, well, why he didn't just kill Raspy? Because we need him to be the front man of what we're saying. Okay, so the rest of y'all that's thinking of doing what he's doing, hold on, let's just put him up here real quick. Don't get rid of him yet. He's the example. Kill him. Okay, you saw how I killed him? (laughs) That's going to be you. So anyone that looks like this thing here, if you keep doing what he's doing, you're going to get, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're going to be the living example. It doesn't make sense to kill you. He he got rid of his witness too. He got, got rid of like a corroborator, like. You ain't, you're not, even if you do try to take me to court, it's over because you ain't got nobody to say, okay, yeah, that happened to me too. Right. And part of it's torture because we're keeping you alive and we're going to keep, we're going to keep playing with you like cat and mouse. Yeah. We're having fun with you. It's not ready to go yet. He was having uh, anxiety attacks when they first did the Millennium Tour, the first one. And, um, yeah, he, Crystal showed up on the thing. He was like having an anxiety attack. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so he's his rapist. The guy is a rapist. And you got to act like nothing happened in front of all these people. Bro. And just kick it and twist and dance and sing. Mm-mm. No, sir. Terrible. Let's just hope he gets locked up soon. I hope you get go the way of go the way of um R. Kelly. You got to go. Yeah, they got oh, money. They'll are. probably live like mafia men and jail, I don't like care. wise guys. You need to not be free. That's crazy. Yeah. How are you still free and you did this and it's so obvious everybody knows? You know because I mean? he's part of the gang. That's when you're crazy. part of the gang, you do, it's like being a cop and you shoot somebody. Don't get offended, officers. You know what I'm talking about. Let's act like we know what I'm talking about. Let's say I'm part of the gang mm-hmm. and you shoot somebody. We're not telling. That's not our business. But if you get too sloppy, we're going to have to like act like you're not part of the family. Don't go embarrassing us. But other than that, we keep your, we'll keep your secret. If it gets too messy, I'm sorry, I don't have enough mops. My hands are tired, back just went out. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> you gotta get out of here. I've had enough of this. Yeah. Anyway, what's next on the list? All right, so now we're gonna get into Roe versus Wade. Mm. So we're going from baby touchers to baby killers? Big question mark. Mm. Let's get into it. Okay, so it's the Supreme Court um, ruling that having an, being able to abort a baby 
your right to abort in the United States should be a, co a constitutional right. And that's based on uh, a, a woman in 1973, who was decided in, on the 22nd of January, 1973, that um, you should be able to have an abortion because it's a constitutional right. And she was 25 years old, single mother, single woman, Norma McCorvey, using the pseudonym Jane Roe. Oh, okay, that wasn't even her real name. Ch challenged the criminal abortion laws in Texas. Mm. And it didn't get done until four years later. Oh my goodness. Yeah, so what it was was I was on TikTok and um, it was on Facebook too real quick. So basically it was like, they were like, what is this all about? She didn't even get the abortion. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, the, the thing is, is that she was on it. I think she still, she still, like she didn't have the abortion because it took four years. So maybe if she didn't have the abortion, she wanted to get an abortion, couldn't get right. an abortion. Right, but it was dragged on so long. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe like, that's what happened. I don't know that for sure, but that, that's what makes sense because she started, she, the court case start, took place in 1969 and it didn't get done until 1973. Just stretched it along. Well, uh, it's a hard decision for women to make. Um, yeah. You know, of course, you got those hard bitches out there. They just be doing it. You know yeah. what I mean? But that's, it's like, first of all, babies are adorable as hell. They're small and innocent, you know? Um, but some people have good reasons. Like if someone coerced you in a pregnancy, they didn't pull out like they said they would. They wouldn't wear a condom. It was a rape, you know yeah. what I mean? And you really don't have the means. And then you have some people that tell you don't do it, God will provide. Yeah. But who wants to suffer? Yeah, you know what I mean? take advantage of this. People take advantage of um of others. People take advantage of others, and so you know what I mean. You can't really um you can't really um I'm sorry. You can't really um you can't really judge people. You know what I mean as to what their reasons are and the reason why they decide to do certain things. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a very very complex situation, but in the day too, there's two sides of it. There's there's people that make it a cultural thing where, you know what I mean? They could be negligent and then they could just chop the baby out and feel no way. Yeah. There's no thought yeah. process to it. They 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 No feelings. They consider the baby a bowl of cells. I've heard that so many times. No matter how far along with your pregnancy, they think of it as a bowl of cells. It's like so aren't we all a bowl of cells? It's like think about it both ways. Like I understand like it's not every baby you want to bring to the world because it's make you unsafe because of the who the father is or what your situation is you know what i mean it's just gonna yeah spiral your situation it's totally understandable but at the end of the day you can't be just repeatedly there's so many people that's repeatedly making that same mistake you know what i mean and you know what i mean there's the other thing and then some nuance of it is is that there's no other fail safes like there's nothing to make you reconsider that situation it's like 
if if there was some sort of thing like that would take care of your baby until you're able to take care of it and then you could take back custody of your baby without you know what I mean? losing your baby altogether maybe yeah. people wouldn't you know maybe there would be people that would be able to consider other options there's no um thing like to take care of you while you're pregnant like if you're already living paycheck to paycheck and you get pregnant you know there's nothing to make sure that you don't lose your home and yeah no security yeah there's nothing to make you secure and then also the hands on deck you might not have any family you may not have anyone that can help you because it's a hard job you know so if you ain't got the father yep. of the baby you ain't got no family it might just you be a really own. hard decision to make you know yeah. either way I just don't like the what I don't like about the pro abortionists is that is the is the culture of like fuck them kids and like just being oh like yeah that wasn't about funny. it and just, just evil being really really wicked about it like all that cutting it out and just shmushmushing and I I just feel like it's, it's very heartless very cold and you know and a yeah. lot of people that have their abortions and then they end up having that attitude is because they just feel like they had no other options so it's like give people other options you know take away a lot of the uh, avoidable things so that people can be able to get you know have make a real good choice you know they're having the abortion because there's no other way there's literally no other way it can't be done you know thank you there was um people saying you know once they take away abortion it was um it was a, a podcast with lgbtq um the rest of the alphabet podcast and uh, one of the guys was saying you know when you take this away now you're gonna see youtube videos showing people how to make portion sorry potions and you know other ways to have self-induced abortions opening the door towards other ways you know what i mean kind of like underground bbls and stuff like that mm. people are gonna find other ways unsafe ways i can't imagine what a hanger i'm like did y'all use the sharp part mm. I think that's very friggin' unlikely. Like they're talking about some prehistoric ways where, you know, mean people didn't know about like different things that you could do. Yeah. No one's gonna shove a, a hanger up their up their vagina to try to get rid of a baby because you that's you're trying to kill Can yourself you? like that. You know what I mean? That you're literally trying to kill yourself. Because you may do all yeah, that, that's... not even the baby might not even get nowhere near and you just stab yourself in the goddamn uh Oh my god, stop. That's like talking to a guy about getting kicked yeah, in the penis. A, it oh, sounds wanna... like a, someone that doesn't have very much critical thinking skill. You're talking about maybe a 12-year-old or someone like that. You because know what I mean? You're not you have to about take... a person. Yeah, you got to take the hanger and then go through the cervix, which is the size of what? The tip of a pencil? Right, and, and this is like, you're not going to know where to... That's unlikely. It sounds like you're talking about the 19... Or the 1800s. So you talk about yeah. 1800s where people just had no clue how baby, you know I mean, how else it could be done. Cause yeah, but people aren't going to be really doing that today. But I'm just saying, you know, somebody might try it. That's the worst way. But people are going to be doing things like, you know, putting aspirin or using certain using things. Using different herbs, but people do that anyway. You think everyone that wants an abortion goes to get a real abortion? Most people, a mm. lot of people don't. A lot of people try. Some, some people got to go out of state. Yeah, not only that, some people just don't want to be faced with that embarrassment of actually going and taking your baby out. Some people want to find some way to get rid of it themselves, you know what I mean? A lot of people... Quietly. Yeah, so it's your secret, right. That. So it's like, what is different? What yeah. is different? Exactly. 
You know? I mean, I guess the people that were originally been in the clinic, it gets narrowed. Okay, well, who's desperate? Some girls, if they can't go to the clinic, they can't get the pill, they can't do the surgical, they're going to find another way. And then you have those that, I mean, I'm sorry, the ones that um that wouldn't do it without it, they're not going to do it at all. They just might keep yeah, the baby. Yeah, like, they all right, might I'm keep not the baby. And there may be some abandoning of babies, and that's something that they should be um, preparing for. That's you remember that in the eighties, people keep finding babies in the garbage, and in the nineties, people kept finding garbage or in the tree in the forest, or someone goes hiking and there's a baby just randomly. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think the next topic is about the um, Ghislaine Maxwell um, yep. trial, and I feel like a lot of the information that came through. The reason why this 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 is getting done at the same time, I feel like it's it's a connected with the whole child trafficking thing, with the whole yeah. adrenochrome thing, because uh, I feel like that industry has something to do with the abortions, like um, the, the, the volume of abortions. Like imagine that you encourage a bunch of people to think that this is an option for them, you know what I mean? And there's it's ritual. thousands, yeah, there's thousands and thousands and thousands of all these fetuses you know what I mean? And then they have a value on the black market. It's not like it has no value. So it, really think about it. If, if that's an industry and, and they're encouraging you to do it, you got to really think, like, why are they encouraging? Why are they encouraging this? You know what I mean? Why are they not creating industries um, to, to protect babies so that you don't have to feel like you have to make that choice? Because a lot of the pro-abortionist people, the, their main thing is, is like, there's no nothing out there for living children people that babies that are born they, they they only care about the babies while they're still in the in the womb which is absolutely true it's like people go into the into the foster care system over little things if, with even when they have family that want them much less family that don't want yeah them. you get what i'm saying yeah and in that foster care system they get abused and all kinds of crazy shit happens to them and no one gives a fuck to go and make sure that this not happening you get what i'm saying so yeah the main thing mm -hmm. is that they need to be better systems they need to be better, be better like nursery programs and ways to take care of these babies and help young mothers help um at, at risk people to be able to maintain their families and get on a good foot and get what I'm saying, put everybody on a good foot and, and stop this scarcity. This is false scarcity. Well, you know what I mean? Um they don't want that if I'm supreme evil, I want mad bitches killing their babies because when you look at the symbols on the clinics, they're with us. So every time a baby gets killed, that's another blood sacrifice. Yeah. Not only that, we're going to use that body. Mm -hmm. Okay. Not only that, people that are on our side, which is the, the, um, the, uh, what do you call it? I'm not going to say superior race. What, what is, what is the word? The dominant race, the ones that are dominating at the moment. Yeah. We want more of them. We tell them to adopt or put their kids in foster care. But the other ones, the people we don't really want around, kill your baby. You know what I mean? Well, the you thing find... is, is that the, the the reason why they need this to be overturned a lot of the time too is because you know the white the white people they are not producing as much as they are passing away. Yeah. So their numbers are going down. They're dwindling down, and so now they need to make sure that they stop aborting because these white bitches are aborting them babies like crazy. 
I know. It's not, it's know. not an us problem, really. They try to make everything an us problem so that we and will it's get not. up in a row and that we will we will able to push the culture which way they want it to be pushed. You know what I mean? Because they know that we are the influential ones, right? So right. every single thing that happens, whether it's to, to, to do with us or not, like the like the the January 6th, that shit had nothing to do with us. But they do this association game. Where they associate when with it fit when boys. it's benefiting. Yeah, they are yeah. associated with Proud Boys and they associate the Proud Boys with Trump. And so now Trump is like this trigger for all black people, most black people. The minute you say Trump, they get all up and I hate this guy. I hate this guy. He's and so they crazy. really don't know what they're talking about. They don't know what they're talking about because they wouldn't put this guy in office. This nigga in office right now is the biggest fucking racist. You got you got countless videos of him talking about how our, our, uh, our black men are like super predators and then you got the other one uh, the, the vice president the vice president was the one responsible for putting them into prison and, and she was top cop because like, she's Arian she's Arian Indian she's an Arian exactly what are we talking she's about not a, she's not a negro like a black girl she's not black I mean? period she's Indian both of her parents are Indian Indian like like Indian you know what I mean yeah I know but you see, that's why that um, lady I sent you the um, video on on TikTok, she said, she's saying what I always said. I never heard anyone say, I feel like America's like a circus. That's because the people are so easily, ooh, ah, ah I know, I ooh, know, like babies so and pacifiers. Easy. It's so, so easy to get people like moving from left to right and, and making them, making them like lulling them into a, a sense of like, False security, false insecurity, fear and joy. And like, that's why like, you see this Beyonce got them dancing now. You know, dance music is it now. You know what I mean? It's like whatever they feel like doing, that's what they, that's what they do. And then we just move with it. Or we help them to move with it. Because, you know, the, the democratic system, the de democratic party, they got control. Like Debo over niggas' minds. You know what I mean? You talk about the minute you say Republican or any kind of talking point that's Republican-esque, then you're an enemy. You know what I mean? Then you're 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 subversive. You know what I mean? And even and mention, I'm sorry. And do mention how again, like we said before, Americans half the time they don't know what they're talking about. No. You ever see people go around with cameras? They're like, "What do you think of this guy?" Yeah. And they just make up a name, and then yeah. the person's like, "Oh, I don't like him. I think he's racist." And yeah. then it's like that person doesn't even exist. Yeah, it's literally <laughs> groupthink, and it's like all these um like sound bites, like little sound bites. I asked somebody once, "Have you even have you ever listened to Trump full?" interviews no no but they hate his guts though but they never listen to anything he had to say period because like, america's the high school and whatever regina george crazy. says goes that's the high school if we please say that your, worms, he has worms please have your own that's mind. how what is going on here that's how have it your goes own mind, guys yeah. well i mean mind. that goes program that's the whole point. They're not supposed to have their own minds. Mm -hmm. It's supposed to be the program until this shuts down. And when I say shuts down, I mean when it gets to the point where Americans are like on their hands and knees, like, I need another loaf of bread. Yeah. All right, blood. You know what I mean? And it's so crazy because. Well, that's America. It's part of American so, culture. So Wait distracting, get... like, utterly distracted. You know what I mean? What you want to do is just follow the crowd. 
Okay, so I saw this um this like a social experiment on on um Twitter. It's from TikTok, but um it, I found it on Twitter, and um mm -hmm. it's basically a bunch of people get into an elevator. I think pretty much everyone is an actor except for one person. You're gonna see what happens. Okay. Yeah, she is an innocent passerby. Has nothing to do with this ever. All right. In the blue t-shirt, that is Nadia. She is an innocent passerby. Has nothing to do with this. Everybody else in that elevator, they all work for Would You Fall For That. They are all in on the experiment. They are all purposefully facing the wrong way. Nadia is facing the front. You can just see the back of her head wearing the blue t-shirt. That's Nadia. She is facing the front of the elevator like a normal so human being. Everybody else is facing the back. We're playing this to you in real time, no editing, as it actually happened. Okay, floor two. Rebecca gets off, Emily gets on, she also works for us. We're swapping people in and out to reinforce the behavior. Emily's acting like it's the most normal. Oh, Nadia's turned. Nadia, it... okay, her bag is slipping off her shoulder. She's nervously playing with it. Nadia is now halfway round. Does she go any bad. further? Emily gets off, Mike gets on again. The girl on Mike the right keeps the show. Presses his button, faces the back like it's the most normal thing in the world, like he does it every day. Nadia is really feeling the pressure right now. I'm not going to see anyone else. Isn't he making some small talk. He was in a celebrity rehab, I think. She's looking towards the back of the elevator because everybody else is. Floor four. Fourth floor, Mike gets off. Lauren gets on. Lauren also works for us. She's in. Oh, and Nadia, Nadia, Nadia has gone. The fourth floor, Nadia has turned all the way around. She's looking at the back of the elevator. That is not normal human behavior. Nadia is looking at the back of the elevator purely because everybody else is. Tut, tut, tut. You see this? Yeah, yeah, but you know what will make, I'm not going to lie, it right. will make it more In valuable. the blue t-shirt, that is Nadia. She oh, is an innocent. If I had somebody standing me face to face in the elevator, I'm turning around too. You know what I mean? Yeah, but she's doing it because everyone else is doing it. You see at she's first she's like, way. at first she's like standing the way that makes sense. And she's seeing everyone not doing it that way. And it just feels weird to be doing something that everyone else is not doing. I guess so. That's what happened. Because remember, she turned to the side, right? She turned sideways. So she wouldn't be face to face with us. And that was, that was not good enough. When she saw that everyone was still facing all the way back, she turned all the way around. I've seen stuff like that. When they had people in a doctor's office, and every time somebody got called, Everybody in the room stood up, and then everybody in the room sat down when the person went in the back. And every time a new person came in, they were like, do we all have to stand up? It was like, we're just doing what everyone else does. Mm. <laughs> and I saw another one where there was like a gas bomb came in, and everyone was acting normal. And the one that wasn't an actress, she was like, you know, shouldn't we all be getting up now? But she didn't, because no one else was like being... It was weird. Very, very weird. Well, it's natural for humans to do what he, 
each other does too. It's like ants. Yeah, but we live in a world where it's like it's not set up how it's supposed to be. It's not like it's not set up for you to hold on to your own mindset about things, you know. And not only that, it's kind of like survival almost too, because you see when they what they say about black people, where if if one black person starts running, gets up and run, everyone else will get up and run too, because um, and then ask questions later because it's like instincts. It's like you know, yeah, because there must be a reason all these people are must be a reason but that's very dangerous thinking and we're learning that now it's like that's very dangerous thinking to say oh there must be a good reason not all the time there's a good reason maybe you're just being manipulated yeah but i'd rather i'd rather run because who knows there might be water coming some shooters you know what i mean Uh if if it's a joke i'm gonna run too right but you see what if you're running right what if there's a chick running and another two chicks running and you just start running, but they're like helping some captures to just capture you, like just like that, because you're gonna run right into an alley with them because you think that, exactly. You know what I mean? It's like you never Something's know. Coming. Yeah. So it's like you gotta use discernment. You gotta have really strong discernment. You know what's going on. Yeah. Yep. So I just wanted to show you that you know when it comes to like um you know this is social coercion that's basically uh this is the greatest tool used against you i saw that on twitter i had to retweet that because that was very powerful I a lot in school like one person would gang up on one person and then get everybody in it like yeah head person bullying someone yeah we get everybody to do it that's like nini leaks in this goddamn um college hill episode that's exactly what she did. She she decided she wanted that room, and then she decided like a whole strategy to 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 get Stacy Dash out of there that quick. Mm-hmm. I wonder if Stacy if Stacy said, you know what, that ambulance just makes it look like you got sick. Yeah, so she probably really. No, I think she, I think um, she wanted to get out of there, but she didn't want to have to like walk out and pack her stuff and stuff. So she just you know, figured out a way, either that or she really was having an anxiety, it was just a a convenience, you know, and she was feeling a way, she didn't want to face everyone, she didn't want to have to pack up in the share room, and she don't want to pack up and, like, walk out with her uh, in front of everyone, so it was just, like, convenient, she was already feeling some type of way about that whole decision, and then, you know, because she was feeling the way she just called it, she got them to call an ambulance. She's very dramatic. You can see she's very dramatic. So if she was feeling the way, you know, she would take it to the next level. Like, yeah. yeah. Then the yeah. whole dance class situation. Yeah. I think Brittany was very nice. I think that has a lot to do with it. Very- yeah, I think that had a lot to do with it. And you know what it is? It's that people have been giving her flavor ever since, like, the people realized that she was a Republican. Like, when people know that you're a Republican, or that you have Republican views, you know, especially if you're vocal, like, you know, um, what's that girl's name? Cameron, what's her name? The black yeah. girl, the black, the black um, girl that is, uh, she's married to a white guy. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know who I'm talking Cam- about? Cam- yeah, she always has a problem with Cardi B and Cardi B a problem. Mm. Yeah, they always go in between. Mm. Back and forth. But you can kind of see know. why she cares, yeah, why Candy she has a, Candace Owens. Yeah. 
Candace Owens. Candace Owens. Yeah, and you can kind of see why she has a problem with uh, with uh, Cardi B's talking points is because they're like kind of just using her as an example of blackness when she's like very much Spanish black. You know what I mean? She's a Hispanic, you know, and so her views is a slightly slanted, and then it's also she's very ratchet and hood. So it's like she's only representing a certain portion of the community, but they're using her as like this whole linchpin and then a political like voice box as if she knows what she's talking about, which, um, what's her name? Candace, you know, doesn't believe so. I mean, uh, what does she know really? You know what I mean? It's like as much as any of us know. It's like, and then they want to, they yeah. want to interview her as if she's like this whole co correspondent and that she has these, um, very deep views which you know she's not convinced that she does so you know everyone's entitled to their own opinion you know what i'm saying it's like we, we've we've stepped away from people being able to have their own opinion which is very dangerous territory as far if you can if you ask me you know but um that's pretty much all i gotta say about that you know i just wanted to show you that because it's real sick <laughs> it's real sick the way the society is set up the way people yeah um, have a group mindset things like that i just go with what i want like i'm that person like if i'm on a train or if i see something that's off i do what i think makes sense mm -hmm. and i've had people follow me it's like yo well why why are you waiting for me like why you didn't think yeah because it's, a, it's, a, it's I mean? a follow the leader type of um attitude that a lot of people have it's like 80 percent of the society if not 95 percent of people are waiting for someone to lead them they're not that's the kind of system what they're used to. to i mean it's that thing is that the whole parenthood thing it's all about telling your kid what to do what not to do and not actually allowing them to make decisions only a certain parents do that you know yeah so they don't they never and learn that skill how to make decisions for themselves really yeah and to critically critically it's think rules and all of that too. yeah especially live in new york yeah um You've been trained, yeah. You're trained, and it's like yeah. because they've created like this this environment of danger, especially in New York. That's like you have to follow the rules if you think you're gonna survive. You know, it's like danger at every corner, especially if you're quote unquote black. You know. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, what's well, the next topic? Okay, Justin Bieber. Confession and his vaccinated face. Do you have the video for um that I sent you for his confession thing? Um, I can look for it right now. It was on Facebook. I know it was the one I said, ooh. ooh. <laughs> mm -hmm. Are we recording? You want me to? Yeah, it's recording. You want me to pause it? I'll pause the recording. Uh, if you want to. It shouldn't all right so now our next story is about Ghislaine Maxwell who's going to be facing 20 years sentencing for sex trafficking conviction helping that disgusting creep Epstein um I don't think it'll end in jail jail phone calls make certain moves like I don't think it'll end there. <laughs> I'm going to repeat myself because I don't know if it caught me. This okay. next story is about 
Kislein, aka Ghislaine Maxwell, facing 20 years <laughs> for sex trafficking, her sex trafficking conviction, helping that disgusting creep Epstein to get underage children and girls and models to be molested in that disgusting uh, ring of sex trafficking uh, amongst a whole bunch of other socialites that they refuse to name but she's gonna go to jail apparently so called and hopefully she doesn't die in jail we're going to watch the report and see what else they've got to tell us Yes. Lane. <laughs> British socialite Ghislaine Maxwell is set to be sentenced today for her sex trafficking conviction in connection with the abuse of underage girls by late financier Jeffrey Epstein. Today's sentencing in a Manhattan courtroom comes nearly two years after Maxwell's arrest, capping off a high-profile case that stretched across several countries with allegations dating back decades. NBC News correspondent for investigations. Tom Winter joins us now from outside the federal courthouse here in New York ahead of today's sentencing. Hey, Tom, good morning. So it's been about six months now since Maxwell's conviction. And as we just mentioned, there was a whole lot of drama leading up to that. Remind us, though, exactly what charges she was convicted on and what can we expect from today's sentencing? Right, so it's a total of three charges that she'll face sentencing on today, including sex trafficking, the most serious one, as well as conspiracy, and then also transporting a minor across state lines uh, for the purposes of, of uh, illegal sex. And so Nasty. those are the three things that she's facing today. It starts at 11 a.m. We expect it to last about two hours. Six victims will provide their victim impact statements this morning. They've already provided some of those in written form. Uh, they're very graphic, very detailed, talks about uh, the types of substance abuse issues, psychological issues that they've had at the hands of uh, Ghislaine Maxwell in the years following their abuse. In one particular submission, Savannah, one of the victims submits photos from a hospital stay two times after she tried to commit suicide. She has pictures of those in her submission. It promises to be a very heavy morning. Absolutely. Now, Maxwell's attorneys are requesting a lenient sentence, about five years in prison, and they say she's been a positive five years on other wow. jail inmates. They've also said Maxwell shouldn't be sentenced as a, quote, proxy for Jeffrey Epstein. Tell us more about all that and how federal prosecutors are responding. What do you expect to see? See, did she try to kill herself? Or did you try to offer because she's been at five years? So it amounts to a life sentence. The exactly. probation department, they suggest two, uh, 20 years, excuse me. Uh, Maxwell's attorneys are calling for approximately those five years. Uh, probably not going to get 55, but certainly not going to get five either. Mm -hmm. That's at least what legal experts uh, expect. And Tom, Maxwell was placed on suicide watch last week. What can you tell us about that? And do you expect that that's you going see, to impact the hearing You see, he, he deliberately associated himself with all these different celebrities, some of which were involved in it, some of which weren't, so that it gives, like, plausible deniability for everyone. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like you're amongst all of these people, but some of the people that you're with have, like, this special membership that you don't know anything about. You know what I mean? It's like... Yeah, if you mix them up, you yeah, can't they mix it up. You can't tell who's who. Why would they all be involved? Think about it. Like people don't think they don't have to. Right, Savannah. So this came up on Friday. Apparently, she emailed the inspector general for the Bureau of Prisons, which runs the facility where she's being housed in Brooklyn, New York, saying that she felt that staff members might be threatening her health. Then a psychologist questioned her, and. and 
couldn't seem to get to Thank the reason to why the Maxwell came up with that conclusion. They had some concerns that perhaps she was looking to be in a jail cell by herself leading up to today's sentence, which, of course, uh, as I mentioned, carries the potential for a significant amount of jail time. They were concerned about her ability to harm herself. So that's what happened. There was some back and forth over the weekend. At one point, even her defense suggesting that today's sentencing could be delayed because Maxwell didn't have proper access to her legal materials. Turns out they were she was able to get that access. So we do anticipate starting on time at 11 a.m. this morning. All right, Tom Winter, now you'll be watching for us. Thanks so much. Mm -mm -mm. That's not even the sentencing. We're going to go to where she was sentenced because she's been sentenced. That that recording was done on the 28th of June, yeah. which was a f like a week ago. Yeah. How like close they ago. are. That's And they weren't married. They're like no, friends. They're like... Ugh, she was just associates, business partners. There we go. She's been sentenced. What a creepy cunt. The black eye. You creepy, creepy cunt. That's what she's supposed to get in jail. You don't just. It do looks that. like a movie villain. You don't just do that and just get away with it. So Friend of the sex offender Jeffrey Epstein has been sentenced to 20 years in prison by a court in New York. She was convicted last December of helping Epstein abuse teenage girls. Our North America correspondent Neda Talfiq was at the hearing. A long-fought victory for Annie Farmer and all of Ghislaine Maxwell's victims. Justice was slow. She was one of the earliest to report Maxwell and the pedophile Jeffrey Epstein to police in 1996. But today, Annie said it was never too late. For oh, wow, she got some, she got some Maxwell and Epstein That's were good. predators who were able to use that power and privilege to harm countless individuals and for far She's too been long, on institutions this thing for so that long. should be protecting the public were instead protecting them. And I still hope that we find out more about how that was allowed to occur. Maxwell did not look at her victims, but she did address them. She said she was sorry for the pain they had experienced. She also said her association with Epstein, who she described as a manipulative, cunning man, was the greatest regret of her life. Her statement felt like a very hollow apology to me. It, she did not take responsibility for the crimes that she committed. And it felt like once more her trying to do something to benefit her. Uh, and not at all about the harm that she had caused. The court allowed others who were not a part of the trial to also confront Maxwell. The pain and anguish she caused was plain to see as several accusers emotionally spoke about the lasting impact of her crimes, such as Liz Stein. She had a wonderful, full, beautiful life, and so many of us just didn't have a chance to have that. I think that the closure part of her sentencing is maybe the beginning for a lot of us to start having the life that we anticipated we might have if we had never met Ghislaine Maxwell and Jeffrey Epstein. The British daughter of the disgraced media tycoon Robert Maxwell ran in the most influential circles, rubbing elbows with presidents and princes. But in court, as she waited to hear her fate, she was supported by just three members of her family. Maxwell, her family says, plans to appeal. 20 years was less than prosecutors wanted. Nevertheless, they said it sent a strong message that no one was you above appeal, the law. I hope when you appeal, you end up with more years, Fuck that.
How dare you? You're a woman. How could you do that? Ew. All right, Justin, Justin, Justin. Here at Dope Dealer, we're kind of fond of Justin. We like Justin. We do got a problem with Justin. Now we know he made a nigga video, but we're letting it go because he was a kid. Sometimes kids do dumb shit. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And he looks soft and he looks like he needs a, a hug from a big breasted black mama. <laughs> so, and he's been through a lot. He's, he's surrounded by niggas. You know what I mean? It's a yeah. lot. <laughs> Little Justin. But, yeah. um, I, I really, okay. uh, the one thing I don't like about um the whole Justin Bieber, I don't, it's, I don't know if it's him or his team or what, but he used to hang out with um Lil Twist and they all, yeah. obviously they had weed and stuff like that. And there was an incident where yep. they got caught with it and then Lil Twist has to go to jail for it because obviously he's the black guy. That's believable. Yep. So he went down what, for it's it. It's like with the other Justin. Exactly. Like exactly. It's becoming a ritual right. at this point. Yeah. Paul Mooney, he said they want to be niggas until niggas, niggas shit get too real. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. <laughs> That's real. That's like even when you're not really a hood type of black person and you, you want to be hood until that shit start hitting the fan lately. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. People be expecting you to get in fights after happen. Somebody want to oh, be yeah. the. Um, Got in a fight with him, and I didn't know what was going on. I was mm. like, I didn't know you was fighting. What yeah. happened? Yeah, that's like when I moved like, to. Come on. Mm -hmm. That's like when I moved to New York, and I had my last year of high school. I don't know why I went to that because I did not have to. I went to the last year of high school, and before I started school, this was still in the summertime. These girls from my neighborhood talking about, oh, come, we're gonna fight these girls over at the school. That's the school I'm about to go to. You expect me to go over there and fight some chicks that I don't even know? I don't know, know these girls. About it. I don't know nothing. No, I don't even know the girls. I just met them. She, that's they, what I'm saying. They was there talking they about, oh, they're gonna sick. take, they're gonna take her phone and this and that. I'm like, girl, that sounds so stupid. I said, I'll be back. <laughs> I did not come back. <laughs> so why would and I? You can't, people like that, you can't sit there and tell them to their face. You know what I mean? Yeah, because they're gonna think you're well, a pussy. But they, they still feel that, but it's like, bro, why would I go fight people that I don't know? Number one and number two, at my school that I'm about to go to, am I dumb? So that I can go to school every day and get fucked up because nobody, none of y'all go to that school. That's stupid. They wanted to see if you were dumb. They wanted to see if you were going to do what they said. No. Fully. And I guarantee you that girl probably didn't know what was coming. Sometimes mm -hmm. they want the innocent girls. You mad because your boyfriend likes me. Yeah. I don't even look at him. Yeah. You know, stupid. That's the type of behavior that they have. Not them, but, you know. Some hood chicks. That's happened to me before. Yeah, but we've gone off topic. Justin Bieber is in this video. He talks about, well, this is a report that he talks about um, some things that occurred. Um, and so we're going to go ahead and look at that. Off the heels of the Gilly Maxwell trial, talking about all the things that do with aborted fetuses. And now we're going to be talking about Justin Bieber. All come, all comes together and all ties together with what we're yeah. about to play. People violating people, trying to get ahead. 
can't hear it. We can't hear it. Jason, we spoke about on this channel multiple times. What's good, y'all? Welcome back to another reaction on this channel, man. Today we are in tune for another very interesting topic of conversation, bro. As y'all saw by the title, this right here is going to be a very, very juicy video. Now, this right here is a topic of conversation that we spoke about on this channel multiple times, especially with the entire Lil Wayne situation. I told you guys that a lot of these artists, a lot of these people in the industry, they get, you know what I'm saying, touched when they're first entering the industry, bro. That's like their initiation. We had videos of uh, Lil Wayne exposing Birdman. We have little. We have videos of Lil Wayne and Birdman kissing. We have videos of a bunch of different artists coming out saying that they saw younger artists, upcoming artists, men and women, getting uh, physically violated in the process of their journey to becoming who they are now. I told y'all, oh, yeah. different ranks require different initiation. If you want to be that top tier A-list celebrity, it's going to take a certain type of de dedication and uh, 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 initiation to make it to that next level. Now check me out, bro. I told you guys in the last video that I was gonna be getting a mic. I literally, after filming that last video, went to get a mic. Hopefully the audio sounds a little bit better. I only wanna produce top quality content for you guys. So um, if there's still a little bit of an echo, I'm gonna try to work to fix it. Prophet Muhammad وسلم, used to boast about them. Yemen. The people of Yemen has come. They're so that, And um, I'm gonna have to you know, do something different. I'm gonna have to get some pads on the wall or something like that but let me know in the comment section how the audio is all right uh today we have this video justin bieber exposing you know what i'm saying i can't really say that word um how they run the evil music industry bro like i said topic of conversation that we've discussed multiple times without further ado leave a like down below all right subscribe if you are new make sure i do turn on post notifications patreon linked in the description on the Patreon, we speak about things more in-depth related to this. We can actually speak fully in-depth related to this topic. On YouTube, we can't really talk too much about it because you guys know how the censorship works. On the Patreon, we talk about everything. On the Patreon, we talk about violating. We talk about everything. Oh, we have with your man. Man, title Justin Bieber peas run the evil music industry bruh just in case it's copyright let me lower this a little bit Justin Bieber told hundreds of people at a Bible study class in Los Angeles that he has woken up to the evils of the music industry and he needs to take a break from the industry because it is controlled by the absolute worst kind of people you know what I'm saying can't really say that Bieber has become a regular at the Bible study class held at the montage in Beverly Hills and on Saturday uh, 22nd of July he shared what he described as a horrific story with the congregation and explained why he felt he had to quit his world tour now if you guys don't know the path of Justin Bieber Justin Bieber started off as a young pop star very very young and he ended up uh, like taking a break from music for many many years and then became Christian you know what I'm saying he became Christian similar to what Kanye West is doing but guess what we have to expose Kanye West in tomorrow's video, so stay tuned. Have to expose Kanye West in his Sunday service, bruh. Describing a party on tour attended by the upper echelon of the music business, including executive VPs of development, producers, power agents, and internal financers, Bieber said he was encouraged to S-A-B-U-S-E, a young child, damn, who had been brought to the party for S-gratification, 
of the industry elite. So they were trying to get him to be a part of it as well. I didn't want to do this. Just in case that's copyrighted. They said this kid was deep. It was horrible. Bieber said, explaining that it was made clear to him that he would gain entry to the business side of the industry if he joined the club by passing the initiation rights. I want you to pay attention to that. Bieber said, explaining that it was made clear to him that he would gain entry to the business side of the industry if he joined the club. It wouldn't be a performer. I'd be... I wouldn't just be a performer, I'd be a, mo a mogul. The path that would have opened up for me like it did for Jay-Z. It's the difference between being a millionaire and being a billionaire. It's a fact. But Bieber told the congregation that he couldn't do it. It's a fact. To join the club, I'd have to do bad things to this kid, but then I realized that even this wasn't enough for them, I'd also have to... Now on this, on the Patreon channel, we talk about the process of um, these government officials and these celebrities. I'm talking about, I'm not talking about A-list celebrities, I'm talking about, like he just said, the VPs, the executives, the people who own these record labels. They do sacrifices, they have blood rituals they do they do these sacrificial rituals with kids and what happens is there's this there's this chemical released in the body right before you're um going to pass it's called adrenochrome and that's what they do they put these kids through fear they do all these different type of acts just like justin bieber explained and then they sacrifice them and then they consume their um their their liquid their blood you get what i'm saying and um that's why you can see so many of these fucking celebrities 60 70 80 years old and they look like they're 35 that's that's the chemical of the adrenaline it's supposed to help you look younger it's supposed to make you more it's supposed to this is what they claim it to be and this is what i've seen in different videos on like uh there's this websites like DuckDuckGo or some shit where you really could find all of the in-depth and secret videos that the world doesn't want you to find out that's the type Ooh, of stuff that 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 i'm not gonna lie they might go for internet <laughs> I said they. I said I want to go on there, but I know they'll probably shut off the internet again. Go on what? Duck duck go. He said that's where you go to see all the, the um, the hidden stuff they don't want you to see. Mm hmm. Uh, probably got snuff on there. I'm scared to look. Duck duck go is just a regular um. It's a regular browser. It's just a browser that's a bit more secure, supposedly. That's all. Oh okay. Just like um. It's just like. Chrome, but it's just supposed to be more secure. Oh. Okay, I was about to say. Thank you. I got nervous. <laughs> Bieber said he had heard rumors about this type of initiation in the music industry, but he had not been confronted with it before. I got told they secretly filmed these parties. Once they've got you on the video doing something like that, they own you. Bieber said his conscience is clear because he didn't participate, but the fate of the is, is haunting him. They said this kid was by a few different guys. They said he was bleeding. I got out of there, but I heard he, and that haunts me. 
certain words I just can't say. Yeah, I'm sorry. The allegation from Justin Bieber adds to the wave of accusations made by celebrities and musicians about their real nature of the music industry and entertainment industry elite. Corey Feldman and Elijah Wood have both gone have both gone on record exposing Oh, and that's the video that we're going to be reacting to literally today on the Patreon. I'm sorry I keep mentioning the Patreon, but it's like there's so much shit that I want I don't want to die. Please. I want to post for y'all here. So much stuff that I want to actually speak to y'all about here. But there's this uh, Corey Feldman and Eliza Wood. They both speak about it. They even tried to uh, like press charges and everything like that against the people who, who violated them in Hollywood. But it never went through. But let's continue. According to Elijah Wood, innocent young lives are destroyed to satisfy people with parasitic interests who see you as their prey. In an interview on the Sunday Times, Wood dropped a series of bombshells about the, that run the industry. Nothing that clearly, no, nothing that clearly something major was going on in Hollywood. It was all organized. If you read the Washington Post or watch CNN, it's not a problem. And those, is not a problem. And those who talk about it art and tinfoil hat wearing cook huh? I don't know what that's I don't know. I'm illiterate for that one but more and more stars are coming forward with similar stories about the depraved Hollywood and music industry system in recent months Nicole Kidman and Lizzie Lohan also spoke about in, in Hollywood we're gonna talk all about this shit man close friends of Chris Cornell and Chester Bennington claimed that they recently deceased pair that the recently deceased pair were working on exposing the ring working at the heart of the music industry and it cost them their lives that's a fact if you're gonna expose them to that extent they want you gone <laughs> now immediately oi ahora justin bieber shocked his fans by canceling his world tour and announcing that he needed some time away from the music industry but as more information comes to light it appears that he made the best possible decision and like i told you guys he made that decision for a very specific reason he made that decision for a very, very specific reason. Now, I want you to pay attention. A lot of these artists are coming onto social media. You got YK Osiris, you know what I mean? Talking about the devils of the, of the music industry. You got Woe Vicky, you know what I'm saying? You got Justin Bieber. You have a whole bunch of different artists who are actually coming out and to a certain extent exposing their contract. You got this world called Suki, whatever her name is, a female artist. You got Cardi B talking about facing demons after making certain type of music. I'm saying that to say this. A lot more people are coming out. The truth is getting exposed. But I want you to notice the trend of how all of these people are in the music industry for a certain amount of time. And once they reach a certain level, it's like they're gone. It's like, I can't do it no more. I can't do it no more. You got Kanye West, and we're going to talk about him tomorrow. Who's out here nowadays, in my, in my firm belief, worshiping false gods. We're going to talk about tomorrow in tomorrow's video, um, his Sunday service stream that included Marilyn Manson. If you guys don't know who Marilyn Manson is, he is literally an open Satan worshiper. Everybody knows him to be very, very Satanic. He's very demonic in his ways. And that is the same person that Kanye West had on the Donda premiere of his album, the Donda album premiere. Marilyn Manson was in that. He also had Marilyn Manson at the forefront of his Sunday service. Come on, bro. We're going to talk about it tomorrow. But look, I'm going to end this video here. If you guys did enjoy, make sure you leave a like down below and subscribe. And I'm going to catch you guys in the next one, man. Peace. Ah. Mm.
Okay, so that video was pretty juicy. So Ange told me about this video and um, she sent it to me. We looked at it, I was like, this has to be on here. So the things the guy was saying, half of y'all out there is probably like, it's total garbage. It sounds like Illuminati mess. Well, let me take you back for a second, okay? Because when we got the internet, people were putting videos and this and that. People starting to learn more about what was going on. And of course, there's a lot of whistleblowers. It's like, yes, okay, we use the internet to talk. So these people were looking and the info got out. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I mean, you're missing children and stuff for going somewhere. They're ending up somewhere. Yeah. I don't say too much. But for you to think it's too far-fetched or whether to think it's, you know, it's a lie or whatever, it's on you. But this is what he's saying. And I just want you guys to consider this stuff. And me and Ange think it's very important, especially if you have a family or you have children. They're like, I want to get into this industry. Yeah, and you he's know really what I'm saying? not the only person. And why don't Justin come out and just... He's not, he's not the only person that said these these things, you know. So this letter that we, that we, that we, we saw read, basically... They say it's from Justin Bieber. <clears throat> they say it's from Justin Bieber when he um, he witnessed a bunch of stuff that freaked him out, and that's why he went away for so long. And you know, I, I you know, what I mean, it's, it's to me, it's not that unbelievable because he's not the only celebrity that has come forward and said like, "Wow, this crazy, not not so shit happened in the background that we don't know anything about." um satanic type shit so you know what i mean yeah we just bringing it to light we just showing you what we seen you take with it what you 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 take from it what you will believe it or don't believe it that's up to you but we just showing you what we seen um i'm gonna say this is a fact i'm not gonna say this what bothers me so you're born into this world that's institutionalized as hell um, me and Ange was discussing now how everything is institutionalized. So everything is like a ticking tock. It's like we live in a machine. Um, you would think people would start to pick up on the clues. You're sitting there going to church. They're telling you about these different entities. Jesus walked on water, this and that. And then when in real time, someone presents to you something that's off-putting, it's off-putting. And you can't handle it and you don't want to believe it. But I'm going to just speak for the children. I'm not going to argue with you guys because you guys like to tussle. So what I'm just going to say is, for the sake of the children, please be very careful. Be very mindful. When you go on these interviews with these directors and stuff, don't leave a kid in the room. You heard what Jaguar said. I already knew that was going on. It's common sense. Mm -hmm. Like, there's a lot of people out there like kids. All right, let's break it down this way. We live in a planet full of crazy people that are committing crimes. What do you think happens when a lot of them get some going to do what they want they're going to manipulate you understand and that's what's going on wake up y'all just look at people make songs and all oh, the outfits are beautiful and this and that it's like hello wake the hell up so that's it just do it for the kids you don't have to believe it you know what i'm saying these people are grown already they've been through it justin's in there i already knew something was going on because when he went live it was very sad and it was alive when he was taking questions and talking like he was in the camera, but he just looked like he got cursed out by his father or cut off. He looked sad. He, I was like, this was looks that, depressing. That time when he was on, when he released that record and then it was like all these babies on his social media. You remember that? Yummy. Yummy. Yeah. That was for, yeah, and I was to pump that song, Yummy. And a lot of people were um, 
posting a song to it. I mean, seeing a video, who was playing the instruments when they came in? And to me, that represents the voices of the children making music, but you don't hear what they're saying, you just hear music. Oh, Justin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, but we've seen now, you know, this is one story, and now it looks like Justin Bieber may or may not be facing some sort of consequences to re- revealing that information, as well as, yeah. you know, Cleo has a theory that the yummy video was another way for him to expose what was going on. Um. You know that, but but at the same time, it might be them doing it through him. That's what I'm saying. That, even I, that's what honest. I think. That's what I think. They paid for that video. Yeah, they they like to talk to each other amongst themselves. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, bro, why why? And Justin Bieber ain't got no power to to like make a whole video for himself. You know what I mean? And the yummy thing followed up Pizza Game. You know that? You noticed that, yeah. right? I mean, it is what it is. Y'all let them do it. You like how they don't even use Vaseline. But Angie and I say all that to say that um, we think something's going on with Justin based on what he did because his face ain't right. Mm-hmm. And why ain't his face right? I guess we'll get into it. Well, we know that we know he's from Canada and Canada had a very um, strict rule when it came to the schmack schmeen. And you had to take the schmack mm-hmm. schmeen if you want to go in and out of the country. So, you know... <laughs> this may or may not be the fault of a smack shmeen, or it might be some sort of voodoo curse or some sort of targeted hit. We don't know. Uh, we leave it to you to decide, but we're going to go ahead and show you what's going on with Justin Bieber and why you haven't seen anything about anything from him in the last at least 30 days. Since June 11th, he's posted to show what's going on with him. So take a look. Okay, so that video was um, um obviously was I want to see more like see it from my face. Um, I have uh, this syndrome called uh, um, Ramsey Hunt syndrome, and it is from this virus that um, attacks the nerve in my ear and my facial nerves and has caused my face to have paralysis. As you can see, this eye is not blinking. I can't smile on this side of my face. This nostril will not move. So there's full paralysis in this side of my face. So for those who are frustrated by my cancellations of the next shows, um, I'm just physically, obviously not (laughs) capable of doing them. Uh, This is pretty serious, as you can see. Um, I wish this wasn't the case, but obviously my body's telling me I gotta slow down. Hmm. This little boy. Listening, you I wanted to. Uh, you took away your yummy little face. How about that's that? It. You want to open your talk, mouth and talk, huh? Bitch. All right, cool. Um, and he can't come in the studio until he takes that. 
And see, everyone thought you looked yummy. Now you don't no more. Mm. How about that? <laughs> Listen, it's deep. Because remember that guy? Remember we did a we did a story on that guy. Um, that guy that was uh, impersonating him and had all that surgery to look like him. That nigga got killed. He's dead. So you know what I mean? It's like you messing with the with the with the visuals. Hold on, who said? The guy tried to look like him? Yes, he's dead. You don't remember? We did the story. <laughs> Not like a few, like uh, quite a few. I know he died. When did you find out? Dead. We talked about it on the episode, Cleo. You, you gotta go back. Oh, wow. I'm sorry. Wow. It was a minute ago. No, I just remember looking at the video, but not reading that he was dead or anything. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I remember, what was it for? He died of like a oh. or something in the, in the hotel room or something like that. Pretty sure we talked about it on the show. Mm-hmm. If we didn't, Perhaps. now y'all know the guy that was trying yeah. to get all this surgery to look like Justin Bieber, he's dead. And now Justin Bieber, they took away his looks, man. No, it's nothing. <laughs> he still, he still looks good. He's still cute. He still looks good. Yeah, yeah. he's got those nice set eyes. eyes. He's a very yeah, very and some girls probably think that's hot. You got animal. a whole paralyzed side on the face, and you still cute. That's crazy. Like he was OD. Nah, and when he takes pictures, <laughs> they get perfect. Because he, he don't need to get a set face. He doesn't have to open his eyes or anything. He has like deep set eyes. He's good. Let's um, just hope Justin. he recovers. I hope the best for him because he was such a sweet guy. You ever see him with kids and stuff? He just Hello. Like, was oh, yeah. Real, but I feel like now we didn't get the nigga video. Uh, the, the nigga video. Maybe I feel like it. The, the he hit that. He did that when he was so young that he probably didn't even know yeah. the depth of what he was saying. To me, I feel like right. at that age, you don't know how deep the things that you say are. You just know that it makes the people around you laugh. Laugh, yeah. right. <laughs> so exactly. Mm. Yeah, that's the person who you actually hang out with. He was hanging out with black people, Jaden Smith, and all that. If he was really racist like that, I don't think he would be. So, be surprised. Be right. Be right with you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't know. I I don't know. People that are racist, they really show themselves after a while. You know what I mean? So it's like you wouldn't have this long time. The ones that really hate. Nah, racist people, yeah. you could tell. You could, it's like, even if it's not them personally, the people around them, their parents and stuff, they'll do little shit or they'll advise them to not help you or to not be around you. And you'll see, like, them. I've been around that. You'll see it. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah. But, I see yeah. when I go to the park, when I take the kids. Sometimes the white parents, I've had times they grab all their kids. All of them just grab their kids and get up and leave. Yeah. And I'm like, well, what your hate just did was clear park for being mine. We have all the space we need. To <laughs> Thank you. Us. Those are the other ones. Removing your roof wrap self Thank from you. off. I was so, so ghastly afraid that I had to ask you to leave. And I just didn't know how. <laughs> that's how I did. And that's clearly what it you is. Know your, clearly you know your place. <laughs> Yeah, my place. No, you not you. Just they, don't they, they know that place. They know they don't belong. They must remove themselves yeah. here. That's what I would tell a foreigner. They'd be like, what are these black people? They go and they leave. I'm like, well, they know their place. See, here in America, when black people establish or anything, they know to clear the room. We don't have to tell them. 
Mm-hmm. That's that's how it works, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then watch them believe me and manifest that realness themselves. They'd be like, "You said that's what it was." <laughs> well, we got off topic. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's all it's all the topic anyway. But uh, yeah, it's been quite a show. We went through a lot of a uh, lot of uh, a lot of stories here from the yeah. abortion uh, abortion bill, you know, being overturned this month and the baby's being turned over oh god <laughs> mommy got that yummy omg mm-hmm. omg well she's not wrong and uh yeah so you know this is just it's it's, it's, it's a bunch of predatory bullshit a, a bunch of uh nonsense you know we started off fun but it started quite it ended quite dark um and we won't apologize for that because that is just the nature of the media and what we're being fed at the moment. But let's hope everything changes and we get more of the delight and the and the joy and the love rising to the top and drown out all this darkness. But we must shine yeah. the light on the darkness so that it can then be revealed. So then we can clear the way for us all. Right. Hello, I know they got kids. I'm not gonna keep saying it. I'm not saying it because I'm a mom. I'm saying because that's the right damn thing to do. Y'all gotta start caring. Gotta care. Everything gotta be everything. The kids, the kids, the kids, the kids. Everything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. For the kids, we all care. I had a friend of mine. I, I told him how the future was gonna be, and he was like, "Well, I ain't gonna be here." I hate I that like, so much. Fun. Like these people are quitters and like suicidal people that are not don't have the fucking balls to get the fuck out of here already. Like why? Yeah. Why allow everything go to shit just because you don't fucking want to be here? Just fucking dip. Seriously. Like you, you niggas is like, oh, I hope I'm not here because everything's going to shit. I hope we all die. Like, are you fucking like? What the fuck is wrong with you? Please go. Yeah, because we want to live. We 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 about to be here. We staying. Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna do. And it's a way to live. You don't know how to live. Oh, get out of here! You don't know how to live. No. Ugh. Get out of here, man. You don't want to be here. Fringy. Go, 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 sir. All right. <laughs> anyway, you guys, it's yeah. been fun. We are gonna go ahead and uh, sign out for the night, and uh, you know, we hope you enjoyed the episode. And uh, you come on back. Yes. yes. And don't forget to like, comment, share, subscribe. And um, then you have any questions, you need any advice or anything, let us know. And check us out on Instagram at Cleo Badashian and Lena Created. Mm-hmm. And Dope Dealer Radio on Instagram. And Dope Dealer Radio on YouTube. All right. Yes. Peace. Sayonara and Arvidechi. Behave later. And then I said, Shut the fuck up, nigga, past the Kavasi. What? That's what you do, nigga. That's what you do, nigga. <laughs> That's a motherfucker. Tell your mom I say what's good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right.
Three, two, one. Don't kill a rope quicker than you look at you.